0: Welcome to the Lapid Monk Music Show, Taylor von Russell Hitchcock. This is exciting. Russell is the lead singer, lead vocal stylist from Air Supply. How are you?
1: Very well, mate. How are you doing?
0: Good. I want to thank you very much. I know it's, uh, it's your day off. Um, I've been a big fan for, obviously, ever since I can remember just hearing music. I've been listening to you. I was probably what, 47 years for you guys now, right? So it was probably, I was five. So <laughs> We have 48 years in May, so you're oh, dead on. Close. Close. Okay. So, What's fantastic about you guys is you've always weathered the musical storms. I know a lot of artists that I've interviewed and talked to, they had just been up and down years. And I know a lot of artists kind of with America kind of got wonky when um, hard rock and then, uh, you know, 90s and 2000s, you guys just took a left <laughs> and went over to Asia and Europe and just kept it going, which... Um,
1: yeah, we... Sorry, go ahead.
0: No, no. Was that on purpose or was that just kind of like just a flowing type of thing?
1: I think it was just a flowing thing. I mean, we went, uh, we we were one of the first bands to tour Southeast Asia. I think we went to um, South Korea in 1980 or 81 Mm -hmm. and no one else. And uh, we gradually built up a a tremendous uh, fan following there, uh, which has never diminished. And yeah. uh, it was, wasn't, uh, oh, we're not uh, hip anymore, we've got to go to Southeast Asia. It just happened. And I think one of the, the things too is uh, both in Latin, Amer- Latin America and Southeast Asia, the, our fans are super loyal. They've been with us for, you know, 30 plus years. Um, and and the other thing is too in music I've discovered a long time ago that uh, you, you can't fight City Hall, um, you know, if you're not, uh, the the flavour of the month or whatever um, there's no reason to be well I guess it's disheartening but you know like us we've been persevering now for 47 years we've probably had three or four careers um, mm-hmm. but we 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 tour still 130 shows a year. Um, I'm very happy with where I am and where air supply is. So, uh, you know, and we have critics, obviously we've been labeled everything from soft rock to candy floss music and blah, blah. Um, but we're here as Elton John said, I'm still standing.
0: Well, I think you are a rock band. I think what happens is people like to think of rock as being, you know, a certain, like a heavy, fast thing. Rock is, you know, drums, guitar, electricity. Rock can go back to Chuck Berry. Rock can go to the Beatles. I know we both love the Beatles here. Um, just different types of rock. And then if you want to start noodling it down, then you're getting kind of obnoxious about it because it's just really music. Um, yeah. And, and I know you said about being the flavor of the month. I think it's hard. I always hate the phrase, like, I talk to people, I'm like, there's no such thing as guilty music. Like, I'll listen to you guys and then I'll listen to, like, Slayer or Abba. Like, there is no guilty music. You should never feel bad about like what's cool, what's not? What is cool? You know what I'm saying? And like, and I hope we're past a point in the world where it's just like, what is a good song? Like a good song. How does it make you feel?
1: Well, that's that's another thing that you 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 hit on. A great song will always succeed, no matter what the musical climate is at the time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I'm going to sound like an old fogey for a lot of this uh, chat with you because when when we were beginning. Um, everything was radio, and you know you we, we were very lucky between 1980 and 87. I think we had a bunch of hits uh, on on radio, and um, you, you know I forgot to <laughs> I well, forgot my.
0: I think you're going like the the point is with radio. Actually, I worked I worked in radio for a hot minute too. It was it was a it was a different time, and you're yes. hot for a minute, and then you then a minute later you're cold. But I think radio got really That's mean. It to like a lot of bands that would have been labeled AOR, Ready Rock that had the nice melodies that really just stuck in your head. Whether they want to call it all the different yeah. labels you said, I think it turned, just like it turned on disco and then it turned on hair metal. Like music in the U.S. just turns fast and it gets ugly. <laughs> you know, That's if you're the last one true. in line. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I thought was really great and I love is I can hear all your tattoos right there. And I started getting tattoos in my, you know, early t- late teens, early 20s. I'm flipping to one of my tattoo magazines, and it says the, I uh, uh, you probably correctly like the tattooed black sheep or something. Of it's it an article on you in one of my tattoo magazines. I was like, and it was like all your tattoos and stuff. And I was like, oh, it was so cool because it was so unexpected, especially in the '90s when you would started. I'd like to actually yeah. talk a little about your tattooing because, like, it's so fascinating. I don't usually hear enough about it. How did you get into it? Well, and like really?
1: Well, I didn't really get into it. Um until maybe a couple of years ago, but I had tattoos over the years. The first one I got was 1988 when my daughter was born. Her name is Sydney Rose, so I had a rose tattooed on my arm. And a couple of years later, I got uh, some kind of uh, a Japanese stuff, a dragon and a phoenix, yeah. and then um, I got Peter Pan here because my wife at the time said I was never going to grow up. <laughs> oh, uh, we've
0: all heard that one and- before. <laughs>
1: I mean, I just had the, these things finished in the last six months. So um, I'm looking for, looking for more real estate to put some more somewhere. But it's
0: I, crazy. I, I think another Granny is, is, is one of them an octopus, it looks like on the side. Is that what you had gotten? Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. So that's I want to but,
1: get one. Did you see that movie, uh, Octopus My Teacher?
0: Oh, the, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Octopus Garden one or whatever. The, yeah, yes.
1: Yeah, you know, that that was inspired uh, by that documentary, which was anybody that hasn't seen it, do yourself a favor, and if you don't cry, you have no heart. They are they are so brilliant and smart, and
0: then they get they can go to like a pinhole. Like octopuses are insane, intelligent creatures. They are, yeah, yeah. and they're beautiful. Um, so yeah, I love your tattoo work. It's, it's so awesome. I uh, I was inspired by it. It was really great. I've uh, I went as far as getting up to up to my my where the elbows go because you know back in the day you had to work and you couldn't nowadays it's a different world you know talk about being yeah. old you know get off my lawn but back then you didn't <laughs> want to go too far and have a, a career and i was doing music career at the time but i was like bah. so the joke was i, I didn't have sleeves i had short sleeves you know and then i stopped cool. so you never know i might have to do like you didn't just kind of start picking up again you know it's never too yeah. late
1: well you know it's, it's interesting too for me because uh Obviously, we have we have a fan page. We have like three, I don't know two or three million, you know, people all over the world watching our stuff on Facebook. And uh, it's amazing how many people uh, have a different opinion of you uh, if you have tattoos. And these people that have criticised me, and I don't I don't mind. I I, I obviously can take it. Um, that the people that have tattoos don't care if you've got them or not. Exactly. But the people that don't have them are bummed out that you have them. You know, so strange it's world. About that? It's well, anything you have, you don't. Your hair is too long. I'm like, I never have anybody with
0: long hair would say your hair is too long. It's only people that don't have any hair that criticize you. It's always something. You know, um, I've seen your Facebook page. I yeah. you know, I check it out. I follow. It's great. I know you, you showed some of your tattoo stuff. You, you're very interactive with the fans, which is probably another reason why you know you have, you know, the, the, the uh, airheads. Uh, um, you know, you have a great fan base. Very loyal, dedicated. Um it's like fact you're taking time to talk to me. You're you're um was you just did that great interview, it was a fun interview you did with um the young lady who with the puppets. You almost all you guys did it. That was so great. Fun. Yeah. You know. You're 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 very fan oriented and, and I and I want to encourage people afterwards to follow what you got on all all the media too, because you're very interactive on it,
1: you know. It's you know, we've we've what another one of the air supply secrets is that uh, we've always made ourselves as available as we could to our fans because it's cliched, uh, but if if we don't have fans, we don't have a career. Right. And uh, I think we've always been, and I know a lot of guys in the music business, obviously, I think we're, I haven't seen anybody that's more approachable or more, uh, you know, friendly to fans than us. And I, I've i been around the block, you know, several times. I don't think in my my career with air supply i refused a photograph or an autograph maybe once or twice only if people were rude to me but uh you know that the fans are our lifeblood and 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 i was i mean i didn't get into music until i was 25 years old so okay. i was a fan you know i went to see the beatles in 1964 and uh, that is awesome I, you know i've been around music. yeah i know nobody um, Graham went to see them actually in in England in 64 and I, I I've only met maybe two other people that, that got to see him but uh okay. you know and I I've been um in the grocery store or walking down the street and somebody goes hi or, yes why? I said yeah you know do you mind if I get a picture or I said you know no not at all knock yourself out so um I think it's very important to stay in touch not uh not not to just i mean when we perform one of the things um it, with the exception of the eagles um when i go to a concert apart from hearing the songs the way i remember them more close to i want to be entertained you know i want to see the yeah. person that i only listen to i want to see him move or be animated or whatever um and you know i've, I've seen a few acts uh, that had that uh they were able to do it, but they didn't. I mean, I don't mind naming name in this band because they were really, one of them was disrespectful to me. Uh, I went to see Tears for Fears some years ago, and uh, I was outside the hotel when when their car arrived, and Roland got out of the car first. And and I just happened to, I said, oh, excuse me, I sing with Air Supply. And he looked at me, and he said, really? I said, yeah, dear, we're coming to see you tomorrow night, or tonight, rather. Right, And he just walked. And uh, first of all, I thought that was rude. And then when I went to see them, um, there's two guys, obviously, in Tears for Fears. Right. I don't think they relate. They didn't relate to each other once on stage. They had their backs to each other most of the night. Um, and I just thought that was so disappointing for a band that's been around that long. And if you don't like the guy you're working with or you don't want to do it, don't do it, you know, because you're shortchanging the audience ultimately. I, I hear you. Do you don't, don't
0: you think you hear that more often? No? Like the more I talk to people interest. Like it's special. I know. Like you hear a lot of the same questions, and to me, I didn't want. I wanted to hopefully not keep it so pedestrian and keep it more of a conversation about these topics, because yeah. like it, it, people are like it's so amazing. You guys are get along so well. I mean, if you look at your body of work, your songs about love and relationships and and, and being together, like and you know, like in a in a spiritual or emotional way with people and and caring, it's not as surprising to me when you when you listen to your albums. You don't have albums talking about motorcycles and all kinds of crazy things you know tv's out the windows and led zeppelin you know you had a bad day you know what i mean like like maybe a spilled wine or something after a show or something like that's not who you are but your lyrics kind of tell about who you are and you sing them but the lyrics represent both of you guys you wouldn't sing them if you didn't feel them so for people to think that it's a surprise
1: to me it's not um, uh you know I mean, I don't, I don't think it is. I think uh, we've always represented the name and and the music off stage as well. I mean, like you said, we don't. We I don't think. Well, I don't think. I know we've never busted up a hotel room or, or um, we've never been arrested with you know, or overdosed on heroin or and done any of that stuff. I mean, we we pass. 80s, and certainly alcohol was a big part of that. But, um, you know, pretty much we were and I think we suffered a little bit in the media because we weren't we didn't make headlines. We just played the shows right. and went back to and, and had fun. Um, that's what we did. And we were very we weren't consciously uh, private about that. But we just didn't make any headlines. So, you know, if, if you said to a reporter, why don't you go and hang out with air supply after the show tonight, they'll probably go, Why? They don't do anything, they're boring. So we had we had our moments in the sun, that's for sure. <laughs> Called out in a hotel. They didn't make their bed today. You know, call
0: TMZ, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, but 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 who who wins the game? Because look at you now. You're seventy three and you you haven't lost the step vocally. Look at all the a lot of vocalists because he partied hard and a lot of my favorite vocalists partied hard and had these great stories. And then when I became an adult, I'm like, Jesus, as an adult, I wouldn't do that. As a kid, it looks kind of fun. I couldn't ever yeah. throw a TV out the window. I'm like, it costs money. I got to yeah. work for that. Like to me, it, like it became different when I became an adult and you, know, you see adults doing it, that and the fact that it, it changed their, their, um, their artistic ability.
1: Yeah. You know? Well, you know, then... just sorry. No, that's right. I, uh, in the old days, in the 80s, I couldn't even pick up a TV, little and throw it out a window. <laughs> knock it over, just push it over, run into it. What, yeah. uh, what you were saying before is
0: great is you, you, but like you're talking about, um, where well, like people judge you with tattoos and stuff. And, it, and it's funny because if people love you and your music, and, and people love music, to judge anybody with different colored hair, or I know you get a lot of slack because your fingernails, who cares? It's very, it's a tattoo, it's part of your your music, It's it's art. So, like, for somebody to be like, I like this part of your art, but I I don't like this part of your art. Either you like the art, this or you don't. Like, you don't, you have to accept it or not. It's, so it's weird to get that.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I I totally agree with you. And, um, I mean, this is it. If you don't like me because I've got uh, my nails taken care of and polished or I have tattoos, then you're a very shallow person to begin with, you know. That was great when I saw you getting tattoos. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I thought they were
0: great when I saw them. I was like, I was getting them too. I was like, very cool. I love, and I love the dragon work you did too. And I saw that too. I was like, oh, that's really cool. Um, so you are, and actually, so you're on tour, touring right now and it's 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 the Lost in Love Experience, right? That's what it's called?
1: Yes. We, uh, we've mm-hmm. been on, you know, we like to call things things, give it a name <laughs> so people could take time. Right. But yeah. Uh, We've, we don't really stop. I mean, obviously COVID knocked us out and everybody for a year and a bit, um, but as soon as we could, we got back on the road and we still do uh, – well, last year we did over 130 shows and we're on schedule to do the same this year, both domestically and overseas. Um, and we we really don't stop. You know, the, we, we had a, a song out uh, a little bit ago called uh, Be Tough, which is available on the streaming platforms, of course. Yeah, yeah we plan on releasing, uh, you know, a song every couple of months now. Uh, but our, our our staple and our, our our focus is live shows. I mean, we've always considered ourselves to be a, a touring band um, and we've done over 5,300 shows, I think, in our career. So that's where we belong. And when COVID hit, I mean, I, I was... I went crazy. I mean, I was good for a couple of weeks. and uh, But after that, it was just, I mean, I didn't know what to do with myself. And I'd be home on Saturday night at 8 o'clock, look at my watch guy. I should be, should be somewhere else now doing something else. Um, and that really, really hurt us a lot, uh, mentally, I think. But yeah. uh, we were lucky to keep all the guys in the band through that period, Um and we you know we're back in in full force, and uh, we're looking forward to the rest of the year being as great as the last couple and we try to get to as many places as we can uh we get to we get a lot of mail from people saying, "Why don't you play here or why don't you play there and uh people don't understand that we're we we have our level in the market, and I know what that is, and uh we don't choose really uh where we want to play; we choose where we don't want to play. But you have to be invited to, to play a right. venue anywhere. Um, people that uh, will see this if they have friends or they they're worried or wondering why we don't play in their their town or whatever, just call call uh, or put a note on our website, uh, whatever. Because we don't want to neglect anybody. But you obviously, you know, you you do a national tour in Australia. It's over in a week because there's only seven cities. Right. You, US and it lasts for months. So um we're out there and we're still kicking but I believe.
0: You guys sure tomorrow night. I mean you're playing close to me. I'm in Connecticut. I'm kinda of hoping you play closer at some point so I can sneak over because you're playing New York. A little bit of a drive for me to get there and back on a work night. And you know. Yeah. But uh you guys play Connecticut sometimes though. So I'm kinda of hoping to catch you next time you come.
1: Well, you know, please do. If you do um and you can make a note of this, just ask for Sparky or me. Sparky's our tour manager. Of all the, the stuff because I have a terrible memory, worse than anybody's. I'll, I'll
0: track you. Yeah, I remember. I'll remember that. I'm um, hopefully. I mean, because I can. I can see you guys play. You guys must have played the Mohegan Sun or something. That's a great place. They play. That would be perfect for you, actually.
1: Yeah, we just uh, we've been playing there for many many years. In yeah. fact, we played there before they uh, they had a hotel there, yeah. and it's it although we used to play a place called the Wolf Den.
0: Yeah, and, I, uh, yeah, I love that place. That's what that's what I was thinking.
1: It's, yeah, it's in The middle. Of in the middle of the casino um, with slot machines all around you. So you all during the show, you can hear the clack, 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 And uh, it's a, it was a great atmosphere. We love playing there. And now we get to play the arena, uh, which is obviously wonderful. Uh, but it's a great hotel, great restaurants. Big plug there for Mohegan Sun.
0: It is. You know, I'll be honest with you, I a lot of artists have been going there a couple times. I've gone to Wolfton like twice in the past two months now for artists. And I've gone to the, obviously, the arena. And the artists are loving it. It's a great show place for, for musicians of, of just rock musicians. Back at the title again, because it, it really takes care of the musicians. in nice hotel rooms, they fly in, they can rest. It's a good, they have a good front line for the artists. You don't have to mess around. You can just be a musician yeah. and rock out. Then yeah. then hit the shops and have the food, and it's it's and yeah. that's the way it should be for rock, an artist at this point. You know.
1: Well, it's amazing how many venues don't uh, cater to artists backstage. I mean, Mohegan Sun is is flawless. Everything's Right. wonderful uh you know we we've played in fact we played one recently which you know obviously i won't name but uh backstage uh well the concert venue was obviously. Uh, i mean um basically a con- a convention room like not a permanent stage oh. so backstage another convention room um probably two thousand square feet with one table in it, uh, no, no direct access to a to a, a bathroom. You had to like walk about, uh, I don't know, fifty yards, and uh, you know, it's, yeah. this is not boo. Um, you know, before the show, if you want to get yourself ready, uh, you don't want to be traveling that way. Plus, the backstage there, you're partly in the casino kitchen, so it's very hard to find your way back to the to the dressing room. That final tap. Yeah, right. Hey that's the truth man um, but you know fortunately most of the venues realize that uh, it's not just the the, uh, the the front of the stage uh, or front of house stuff they have to look after i mean we deserve you know yeah. not i'm saying we an artists deserve a little bit of comfort you know
0: well you know i look at it as in like yeah i think it's more a plus because you should reinforce positive places that are doing it hopefully more will do it you're a guest you're a performer but you're also a guest at their yeah. house at these places yeah. so you want to treat your guests nicely you know so you guys come back i mean that's a happy guest is a happy performance is you know it makes sense um yeah and, and you've been touring forever so you've seen a million different places over the years i'm sure touring's has got a lot better for you hopefully <laughs> you know over the years you were talking about Australia, and I know you're a big. Uh, from what I've heard, you're as far as rock goes. You're you're an ACDC fan, right?
1: of correct on this one? But, um, yeah, about, were, uh, we we yeah. we saw them. Uh, we saw them in the '70s yeah. uh, when Bon Scott was with them. In fact, I we, we played a show, and we were staying at this famous rock and roll hotel called the Old Melbourne Inn and uh, it was 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. I went down to do my laundry, and Bon Scott was in the laundry too. And uh, (laughs) we had a chat for a couple of hours, and he was a sweet, sweet fella. And in those days, uh, getting back to how music's changed over the years, in Australia it was such a small market. um, Anybody that had a job, uh, no matter whether you played you, you were in ACDC, Midnight Oil, met those guys. There's a very famous band called The Angels, all hardcore bands. Everybody was just grateful to be working, and there was a camaraderie there that uh, that was unbelievable. And that that went, you know, in, in probably the late '80s, early '90s. Uh, and now it's if you don't if you don't listen to my kind of music or like my kind of music, then I can't be seen with you because you're not hip, you know.
0: It is crazy. I talk to a lot of artists that are from. I try to talk from all around, and like I just said, an artist you know, is a country music artist, and I didn't realize they're actually from Australia. But you know, the, the country connection of Nashville, and I know you had a, a really good Nashville album. Actually, to talk about. We actually, did you ever connect at all with Rose Tattoo when you were doing your stuff?
1: I saw them many times, but never personally. And they were they were an awesome band too. Angry Anderson was one of the best front men. and yes. I think he's I he's still working, but. Uh, He's a, I mean, I've spoken to him a couple of times at at uh, events, and he's a cool guy, too, you know.
0: He's he's a great guy. He's, I've had him on my show, actually, a few times, and he's, we've gone on about records from yeah. the olden days, and he's a very, very nice, sensitive guy, too, actually. Much, <laughs> a really nice guy. But I figured you guys came yeah. along as far as I was asking, because you guys I'm have like- a very similarity, you know. um, well, the question I was going to ask you, you did some solo albums when you guys were, you know, kind of took a break, didn't break up, but you guys, you know, Good but, albums, your your but your last album though really just felt like it was more of a turn. Like, if I would heard it on the radio and didn't know it was you, like you really the sound was different. Was that conscious?
1: Well, it, was that was that the national album? The national, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, it, it sounds great, yeah. but it, it, vocally well, though, like with
0: the music sounding differently, maybe because the music and your voice sound different because I'm not hearing it the same way.
1: There was a lot of a lot of songs low in my register, which was different for me. Uh, in fact, the, the whole the way the album came about was was quite weird. Um, my my daughter's mother was dating this guy who was a record producer, and uh, we had dinner one night. And he said, uh, "How would you feel about recording in Nashville?" And I said, "Never thought about it." And he said, "I got some songs. I think that it would be great for your voice." Um, you want to come have a listen to some of them? So I went to his house a couple of days later and we listened to, I don't know, hundred songs yeah. and uh, we wow. picked out one good. <clears throat> and, you know, I, I'll sing anything really. And I was really uh, thrilled to, to get to do that. Cause I got to work with Nashville musicians who are awesome. Um, a great environment, obviously. Oh, yeah. And I think it's, a- I mean, I, I'm the first to to say or admit that I I've, I've think I've made three solo albums, and none of them did anything. And uh, it it uh, it's mystifying to me, especially the first one with Arista had some great songs on it, and the Nashville sessions has got some great songs on it. Oh yeah! But you know, once again, um, if 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 I wasn't probably doing this show with you, there'd be millions of people that didn't know it existed. So thank you for that too
0: well you're welcome I mean I hope people get to you because like there's all different types of stuff I hope younger fans and other people that don't um, listen to this like you know like and you'll remember this like remember on TV like in the 70s you see a TV show whether it be like you know the concept of the show like I don't know you see like an actor or somebody, something else and you're like yeah I don't like that show Falcon Crest or whatever 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 shows right you, you see the actor you're okay. like oh kind of, kind of cheesy or whatever and then you see an interview and you listen about the person and you learn about the person and then you're like holy smokes i can relate and then you find yourself watching that you find yourself listening to it yeah. so it's kind of like yeah. reverse engineering so i'm hoping someone could go oh russell he, he's a cool dude he's got tattoos or he's 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 all about e- equality i mean you're you're at your song and we'll start with that to combine it you guys are be- the kings of love songs because uh be tough the video is so inclusive
1: for yes. everybody
0: Again, absolutely ring the bell kings of of love for everybody you know you keep it your your title is still strong you know that's amazingly beautiful video it's so beautiful
1: thank you thank you
0: and and it's sincere though it comes across as sincere because that's what you guys have always been it's not it's not a surprise you know that you guys would it it just it it just made sense
1: well one of the one of the things about about graham and i as people i mean he was brought up in working class england mm-hmm. and uh, brought up in in melbourne uh the first house we had um, had an ounce toilet and my mother used to wash clothes in a big old oh, look like a witch's cauldron yeah. with a with light of fire underneath it um you know i've been i've been there i know what uh, coming from that kind of background is and the great thing about English people, especially at that level and um, people at the level I was in when I grew up, people don't take crap from you at all. I mean, if you've got a big head or an attitude or whatever, yeah. you know, they have a chat with yours, I'll knock it out of you. Um, <laughs> and I think we've always remained really grounded and, uh you know I know I know our supplies music obviously better than well just as well as Graham I know uh, the, the effect that, that it's had on people over the years and what you get from us on stage and in the studio and in the street is just honesty because I you know I still I'm not going on about age but you know I'm not getting any younger and I I don't want to put up with fools anymore or um you know I don't I don't do too many things that I don't want to do um and it's, you'll get honesty from us. I can guarantee that.
0: Well, I think it's important. I think you sound, you know, I'm not just shining you on. I mean, people just go online and people know, listen to me, I'm pretty, I'm pretty critical about, I, I like what I like. If, if I didn't like you, you wouldn't be here. And I think you are, the talent is so strong and you guys sound so good. And a big part of it is how you take care of yourselves, you know, and performing. People go online, look at a YouTube video, look at a, prof, a, a professionally done video of you guys. You sound good in all of them. Your voice is just as strong. You have a strong tenor voice. You know, Graham's still dialing it out. And he's still rocking it out. I mean, there's no, and it's important for people to see you guys now because yeah. the original rock and roll is fading away. I don't think people are aware of that. It's it's like the Ice Age. It's, you know what I mean? Real musicians with real music is fading away. You know, I don't know if there's going to be a comeback I, for that.
1: I would agree. Well, you know, let's hope so because, uh, you know, I've got a few friends that are uh, famous heavy metal bands and they say the same thing, you know. But, uh those, those you know it's always those were the good old days and in some aspects they were the good old days I mean these are the good old days now because we're living them but right. uh hope that I mean I don't I don't listen to any contemporary music at all I don't I wouldn't have a clue who's who um I don't watch the Grammys uh I could kill less. <laughs> like it really and, matters I mean anyhow there's award shows. <laughs> Well, I, I read a great quote from uh, Frances McDormand this morning about the Oscars, and she said, uh, you know, the, they've invited us. This is her speaking. They've invited us to the Oscars with our, with our newest film. But really, it's like a car show. They roll us out every year. We get up and <laughs> people look yeah. at us, and then they roll us it back into the show. <laughs> yeah it's that it has nothing to do with
0: the art or the performances of the, of the movies you know the good ones sometimes they get recognition but it really isn't fair it's behind the scenes stuff it's it's gift bags and it's just ridiculous oh, you yeah. know kind of do with art and, and the grammys gotten really yeah. very, the music i mean the biggest goof off of that was you know when they the grammys of the metal award with, with the uh, metallica and Jethro Tull fiasco now i love both bands but to call Jethro Tal a metal band when against Metallica in that genre of that timepiece, it was you know, no one's really putting stuff together. Jethro a should warrant rock artists or something, but I think they don't know their audience and it's just it's I don't know what it is. It's crazy, you know.
1: Uh, again, when we started in uh, making recordings in in the US, uh well, Australia in the US in nineteen eighty, the music it was a business then. Yeah. And it, especially in the U.S., because that's my biggest experience with, with recording companies. We had Clive Davis, you know, totally behind us, uh, promoted us incredibly. A great guy. Still, I think he's, I still think he's the most influential guy in, in recording. I hear about him every uh,
0: time I talk to somebody, has Some has some amazing story about him.
1: Yeah. Well, and the people involved at, at Arista then, they were all artistic Uh, you know, creative, uh, the best people, because Clive only dealt with that kind of person. Mm -hmm. And over the years, the the emphasis was on money. And most of the top positions in that record company were taken over by accountants or people from a financial background, not an artistic background. And I think, uh, for me, that was the, the beginning of the the sad decline of, you know, where we are now because uh, I, I love technology. I could make a, a CD now of CD. I could make a recording now in my living room. Uh, I, don't need, I don't need anybody. I could just do it myself. I can use sounds that are already pre-made. Um, there's so much integrity gone out of the music for me. And uh, I just, I mean, I've been, I'm, I'm doing the rounds of, uh, acts that might not tour again. I saw McCartney earlier in, earlier in the year. Um, I saw Elton John at Dodger Stadium. I'm going to see the Eagles in uh, in Baltimore in April, I think. Um, and I just sit there and listen to quality music, and I think, you know, this is this is a dinosaur, really. You know, it's
0: it's, and I hate to say, and you can say legacy, but I think legacy is a good term, and it's like a legacy lap for a lot of artists. A lot of the heavy metal bands that I listen to, I listen to younger stuff too, but not so much. It's not about, I don't want to listen to new stuff. I'm just not finding anything where an artist isn't using um, a laptop to record. They're using a laptop to make sounds that they don't need to. Like it's not they're not creating. They're not using. They're tools. They're not. They're not your, what you are. And I think that's what we've lost uh, yeah. more online. And I think a lot of these legacy acts. I like. I'm happy to see them getting this. Like it's like a victory lap. You should be getting the nice hotels. You should be getting all this nice stuff. Should be getting your last couple. You know, these years you feel good, the audience loves oh, yeah. the, the, the the community of, of the fans and the artists is, is 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 fantastic. And I think that's going away, <laughs> you know, it really is, you know, it, and it's good there's, artists, there's fans like you because, you know, it's going, you know. So I just think it's important that people, I just want I was going to add to that, that people really I can't emphasize to see you guys if they get a chance, you know. Because you're you're fantastic. You sound just like the record. I mean, it's it's unbelievable, and not every artist can do that anymore. Well,
1: I, I would. Uh, well, few of them can. <laughs> no, I, I, we, I mean, we've been we've been around. Keep uh, reiterating this for nearly fifty years, and the reason that we're still here is because we do our job extremely well, and people want to see us. And uh, interestingly enough, too, the longer we've been especially in the last four, five, five to ten years, maybe closer to five, that we've gotten a lot more respect from the industry than we'd had before because, um, you know, we've proven to be a staple in, in uh, the kind of music that we do. Um, we, I mean, I've, we've never had uh, in the last 12 months as many sellout shows as you know, as we did in the last year compared to the rest of our career. It's been amazing wow. to me.
0: congratulations.
1: 1,000 seats to 5,000 seats. We play in the US. Um, typically overseas, we'll play 10, 15,000 seat places, and they've all been great. So I'm really very grateful for that. And, and uh, Graham and I, not often, once in a while, we'll sit backstage and, and go, can you believe this is happening? <laughs> It's well-deserved. It, it
0: really is. I think what happened is I think you've always been there. I think people have grown up now and we're past that. I think everyone's loved air supply, but they didn't say it out loud. You know what I mean? You really had to have the music people. Like I knew people and I would talk about it because I'm a music dork, but a lot of people like, but I also don't follow top 40 like some people either where it matters to me who's on the charts, you know? So that's not always cool, but they get in the car. Everyone knows the words to air supply song. Now we're adults and they're like, you know what? <laughs> I can say it out loud. I like air supply. You know what I mean? It's like, it's different now. And I, well, I think you outlasted them. You win.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was, We. Were, I think we were on tour in 1983 around there. And um, our manager at the time called me and he said, uh, I got a call from Rob Halford. Uh, and I, you know, I went, okay, like what's air supply? Rob Halford and uh, he actually asked me if I could sing on one of their records oh. and I didn't have to, I didn't have the time to do it but I would have done that in a heartbeat. Oh
0: my god um, you too. that would be the best to do it ever.
1: Yeah well I, yeah, <laughs> I I would have loved to have done it but I couldn't and uh, there's a couple of guys once again they've they've they're in very heavy metal bands and they they're friends of mine pers- I mean good friends and they yeah. first time I met them they said, please don't tell anybody that we like your band because we'll get too much crap for it <laughs> from, yeah. from our side of the business.
0: It's crazy and it's silly. I'm glad you guys have, you know, come past that and you get the props you deserve. You know, um, I want to thank you for your time. I do want to end on one note. I do want to say, everyone always likes to tell you their favorite songs. And I know you share yours, so I have to throw out there like mine is off the mumbo gym. Well, I always think that the, the song Dance With Me should have been a bigger song. It should be a bigger song. I think it's a great song. Oh. And that's just the door me. He's Throwing it out there saying, God, I wish that song was bigger, you know.
1: Well, I appreciate that. It's an obscure an obscure song, but uh it's it's an awesome song. Graham's actually, you know, I say this pretty much every night that he's he's one of the most underrated songwriters, you know, in the history of pop music. And um those are the albums that Mumbo Jumbo yeah. um uh, news from nowhere uh they've got awesome songs that oh, yeah. nobody ever heard
0: i think it's But i do want to say listen, that it's less about you guys at that point the records just don't sell like yeah. all, all your are you having all the platinum bands i talked to they've released albums in the past year yep. that would have been better honestly better than the hit albums that they had towards their career after being on tour and tour and tour doing an album after album after album maybe have been a weaker album because they didn't have time and they're, they've had stuff now that's even better Yep. Not a dent because yep. it's not the same anymore. It's not about quality. It's just about the industry's out the window. You know, the, the record labels were banks. So they destroyed themselves and so now here we are.
1: Absolutely. Well now, you know, it's all uh, who's got to, who's gonna be the first person to do a ten million dollar three minute video. Oh.
0: How many like how many likes do you have?
1: Which disguises right. the Yeah, there, there you go. It's, they disguise the song and the talent, and uh, it's all flash. Yeah. That's me being bar humbug. <laughs>
0: no, no, you're not. And, and I, I, I always one the thing they'll say is, I would say like, you see somebody with, like a lot of likes, a newer artist, and that's great. And they want to endorse them, whatever. If I was somebody, I'd be like, why don't you go go have them play a club? see so you actually go to the club. Anybody can like something yeah. on their phone. Who's going to get in their car and drive? You know, you yeah. Have a thousand people going into an air show that might not talk about it. But actually, you, you guys yep. should have good numbers too on your on your Facebook page, thank goodness. But like generally, a lot of bands of our age group and older aren't getting the same numbers. They're getting the fans, uh, the shows. They're just not gotten the media likes. Yep. You know, so so I think somebody needs to realize that it's not about likes.
1: Oh, absolutely! But it's always nice to see that number keep uh, rising. That's for sure. It doesn't
0: hurt. It doesn't suck. Uh, Russ, I want to thank you for being on the show. I really appreciate this,
1: people check out air supply check out russell my pleasure man it's really a great interview and it's great to talk to you and if you can catch us live please do so
0: i will and i'll track you down on everything else thank you people check out russell on, on the show thank you